You are now, 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 listening, listening to the Mostly Sober, Mostly Sober, Mostly Sober. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to inform you that for the remainder of this month, all October, there will be tales of scary things, spooky monsters, and horrific, horrific happenings. Things that may go bump in the night, things that'll give you a fright. We will see what comes in store when Josh Harvey is here and tells us all his scary little stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ominous October. What's up, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Mostly Sober Podcast. I'm Travis O'Neill. And alongside me, as always, is my good pal, great friend, awesome buddy, Zach Juhas. Hi. And of course, yeah, boy, I, well, I cracked <laughs> bad. <laughs> Our conspiracy theory expert, Josh Harvey's here all month long, as you heard in the intro. We're excited for today's episode because it's fucking creepy. Listen to music in the background. It's fucking dope. Nice, scary shit. Little piano playing going on. Mm-hmm. Digging it. Digging it. How's everyone's week? A little hotter than I'd like it to be. Yeah, it's a little warm out. They call that Indian summer or some shit. Can't say that. Oh yeah, it's football but, team summer. Native American summer. Native American summer. Yeah. yeah. Is that what Wet, it really? Hot American summer. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> kind of, kind of a warm fall. <laughs> Warmful. <laughs> it was downright hot today. It was, yeah, it was. It's it fucking roasting out there. I guess it was outside loading girders doing that shit. You dog. Me. You outside today? Uh, no, almost not at all. Yeah, me neither. But when I was out there, I was sweating. Harv's rocking his conspiracy theory expert shirt. We got him for Christmas. I am. <laughs> it's fucking sweet. It's Cal- relevant. It's relevant today. <laughs> it is. Ex- extremely relevant. Well, Harv, it is nice clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Little inside joke for you. <laughs> oh, man. I've been waiting for a long time to hear some, some spooky tales from Josh Harv, man. I, I can't wait. For this episode to get underway. Yeah, how about Facebook going down? Yo, six hours of that shit. Seven, I didn't even it? notice. Seven hours. It was Facebook I and Instagram. Facebook, but I did notice Instagram. I'm such a fucking idiot that I like, I just like, you know, like that impulsive, like you're not even going to look at Instagram. You just like click the button. Yeah. And you're just like going to scroll for about like three seconds. Well, I opened my phone like probably five different times over like a four hour span. And every time it was like the same meme I saw the last time I opened it. I'm like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> Never once, like, and then I saw something on Twitter about Facebook and Instagram being down. Yep. And I was like, oh, that yeah, makes it was sense. Completely out. And it, this is apparent on oh, WhatsApp, too, which is also owned by Facebook. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's it's like a... Um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, yeah. It's a, it's a group chat app. Oh, so it's kind of like Updog. Or Upchuck. I don't know. What's Updog? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> He's so disappointed. No one said it. He's like, oh, come on. Uh, yeah. So apparently there's like this whistleblower, I guess, right? That Apparently. Apparently there's this whistleblower. That, yeah. That I don't like, know much about that. Me neither. I'd like to look into it, though. But she like went on 60 Minutes the night before Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp went down and was just like Yo, spreading her to shit down. She was like spreading all kind of like. Yo, they're selling your shit. Your privacy's fucked. All this other bullshit on 60 Minutes. Not really real sure what the exact quotes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then next thing you know, before anyone can serve like a warrant to where they can't destroy any of the evidence, 
They just shut it down the next day and probably deleted it. Um, cleaned up their mess. Well, a lot of it has to, I know has to do with like, just like the way they like politically divide everybody and stuff like that. And I remember like, oh God, like, I don't know, like six years ago, seeing something about how Facebook has categorized you personally as in your beliefs. And it like said to go to these settings and I did it. Like I was like, this is bullshit. This isn't real. Yeah. And I went to like my settings and stuff and found this I don't know, I don't know where the fuck it was, but it like told me what my like political affiliation was and stuff. No shit. Yeah. And without, I was like without you choosing any of that. No, shit. no, no. Definitely not. Just based By off what of I, what you what like I click and on, what I yeah, what I engage with. Well that's that's where like they get a lot of your ads from, right? Oh, exactly. Um but, but then like it, when especially in politics, like spoon feed you that if you're into conspiracy theories in politics or mm-hmm. whatever it's going to spoon feed that shit to you because it's like it, oh i know they'll l- click on this i know they'll look at this we'll pull up all of our facebooks now and, and go through them not that you have one but we pull if we had if all of us had facebook in here you pull it up every one of our timelines are going to be different you'll see like a little bit of our comp or mutual friend shit posted mm-hmm. but you're going to see a lot of the shit that you're mainly interested in you're not going to see like I don't know, Pittsburgh Penguins ads. You're going to see wild ads, yeah. you know. It's just weird. Well, yeah, that's for sure. It's weird, though. I don't know, man. Speaking of that, I got that ESPN Plus now, dog. Well, yeah, dude, I saw. You sent me a, you saw me, sent me a Snapchat. It was like, all your hockey needs, unless you're a Penguins fan. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I'd cancel cable right now if I could. Do you get, what do you get with that? You get every, everything that's on ESPN, basically? Well, yeah, well, now since ESPN's running the NHL, you get every out-of-market game. Everything. So oh, like, I didn't know ESPN was running the NHL. Yeah. yeah, dude. NBCSN like lost their contract or whatever last year. No shit. They didn't renew it and ESPN swiped that shit. Oh, I'm just looking forward to like new commentators and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's going to oh, be yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. So glad I don't have to hear Pierre McGuire anymore. But I'm going to miss Doc Emmerich, obviously, but he retired anyway, so pff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, Facebook going down forever. Fucking, um, any, any of you guys watch Squid Games yet? It's usually like, it's like a real big fucking thing right now. I've you, been, I've been watching it. How do you, how do you uh, feel about it? It's, it's slow to start, but you mm-hmm. get a couple episodes. Three in. episodes, I heard. If you get th- through three, you're, you're hooked yeah. for sure. That, do you have to read subtitles? No, not at all. But they're voiceover, so like the lips don't match. It's like old school kung fu movies where like their lips don't match the dialogue. But you get over it in like fucking ten minutes. You're dude. going to die. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's not. It's you cannot defeat me. And I have the power. Honestly, I wonder. <laughs> I wanted to look it up because I didn't. But sometimes it looks like th- they kind of match, or they try to make a match. I don't know if there's like a little bit of CGI Delay. or something they throw in once in a while to kind of make somebody look like they're saying the appropriate thing, or they they cut the video through the dialogue so it doesn't look like their their mouth's moving forever after. Huh. You know what I mean? That's interesting. It, it, it just catches, and every once in a while, I'll be watching. I'll be like, "That looks like that's exactly what they said." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I guess it's really not that bad then. It's it's not that bad. Like I said, you just you don't even notice it pretty quickly. Man. If I had to read subtitles, it'd be a big no for me. Yeah. But apparently, this guy. Apparently, um, apparently <laughs> we gotta get that one. Uh, this guy um, pitched this yeah, show a bunch of different for like twelve years. Yeah, I, I saw that. To the point where, like, he had to sell his house and his car and shit to, like, stay afloat. Yep. And then, now look, number one wa- most watched show in the world right now almost. And almost breaking records on Netflix. That's cool. It's going to be the, the most watched show ever on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. 
every meme, like you see that guy in the, the old guy. Well, when Facebook and Instagram went down, you saw the old guy, the meme of the old guy in a green jumpsuit and all those guys like in a race or whatever. And he grabbed, it was like Twitter was the, the old guy standing up and he had like Facebook, which was another guy in a green jumpsuit and he was carrying him like to the finish line. <laughs> So it was like, you know, Twitter's holding up the whole social media game. Oh, it always did. But that, <laughs> dude, it, it did, though. It, it, like, Twitter even, like, made a tweet. Hello, you know, literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh... McDonald's Mc- replied, yeah. and then that dude was like, who are you? Ain't you got ice cream machines to be fixed? Yeah, because like it, it said, um... Oh, because Facebook said something. No, WhatsApp said, hey, what's up? And then McDonald's said, oh, the audacity for me. It's the audacity for me. And then then someone said the meme, like, don't you have some ice cream machines to fix? (laughs) To McDonald's. (laughs) I fucking love it, man. The internet's uh, undefeated. Got got to order some uh, stuff for my costume today since I actually have a little bit of extra cha-chang. Oh, nice. Changy-changy-langy-langy in the pocket. Yeah. (laughs) You excited about it? I only need a few more things and I'm done. Got my hair appointment on the 29th. Nice. Two days before. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. One day before. Oh, yeah, one day before. I'm thinking like actual Halloween day. The day of. The day of the dead. Um, I saw Venom on Friday. Mm. Have you seen it yet, Harp? No. Me neither. Okay, good. I didn't want to be the only one on this island. Luckily, I'm not this time. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Zach wanted to talk about it a lot. He said, you need to see this tomorrow. I believe he probably sent you the same text. I didn't, because he never saw the first one. Oh. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10. The movie? The movie. Three. Oof. The story. Two. The after credit scenes. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Harv. <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> okay, so it, I, I would imagine it opens things up a lot. Fucking blows things up, bro. Nice. You looking forward to Spider-Man now? Uh, I've always been looking forward. To Are you extra looking forward to Spider-Man now? Same, same amount. Okay. Curious. Might have to YouTube it. That's not the same. <laughs> I'm gonna watch a movie that's a three out of ten. It just didn't do it for me. Uh, Did you like the first Venom? It was all right. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's not what I want Venom to be. Oh. He's, like, super funny in this one. It's just like, come on, bro. You're supposed to be, like, eating motherfuckers' heads off. You're not Deadpool. Deadpool's funny. Yeah. Leave that to him. Deadpool's supposed to be funny. Right. That's why I feel like the Venom in the Spider-Man 2 game is going to fucking be so gnarly. I still got to play the first Spider-Man game. It's downstairs. Yeah, you do. It's funny that I was like, oh, it's right here. I see it. You're like, I can't find that game. It's going to be over your house. Yeah, I'm looking at it. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. What else we got in other news, man? I don't know. Nothing really nothing really wild. Um, NHL season starts this week. Looking forward to that. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Tuesday's uh, Penguins' first game of the year. Or is against... it until Friday? Yeah, I remember sitting up here after one of the episodes, looking through the schedule, and you're like, we don't play yet? We don't play yet? We got to play Friday. We got to play Friday. Oh, we do. Okay. Yeah, 10 <laughs> o'clock against the Ducks. <laughs> you're like, of course it's a 10 o'clock game. Why wouldn't it be? At least it's a Friday. Yeah, that's don't true. Mean shit. Yeah, that's true. You you might have to work on Saturday. Yeah. <clears throat> so sad for you. I'm still gonna watch the hell out of it. I know. Yeah, I know. I figured. Watch my son get me some fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, Capri Saw. Anthony, if you're listening to this, you're getting your ass kicked. First week. I'm gonna whoop Chris Basin's ass. 
I even, I'm not even mad about it. Kapanen's kicking ass right now in the preseason. Three goals in four games. I like it. Wasn't expecting that much. Well, what do you say we do a most of a beer chug and then get into the fucking shit? I would love to. Let's do it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, bring you a most ever beer chug brought to you by Manscaped. It's the number one grooming products for male grooming needs. Visit manscaped.com. Grab yourself whatever the fuck you want. The body wash I got. I gave a bottle to Zach. I'm going to have to give a bottle to you before you leave. It's Harvard. amazing. It's great. Like you're showering with it. It's like, bro, I, I am a man. Like, it's, it feels I feel like a man. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you ain't smelling like no... Pussy ass fucking leaves or nothing like that. No fucking like red meat. <laughs> red yeah, meat you're salt. fucking like. Ooh, I'm I'm I am a man. It's red like, meat and mead. It tur- it's like I, I ain't drinking from no goddamn bullshit Irish Spring. This is the fucking like Irish Spring. boys. This the boys don't even. This is for the boys. This is like, for the you boys. Know what I'm saying? This body wash is for the boys. I wash the boys with this body wash, <laughs> and I'll still feel like a man. <laughs> You're not gay. Back. I'll be a man. You gonna get my this back with this? Shit. Fuck yeah, I'll get your back. Feels like Mountain, Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> <laughs> it does smell like the refined the, the refined cologne that they offer. So if you do have that, this is a nice fucking accommodates it very well. But you can save twenty percent and get free shipping by using coupon code Mostly Sober at checkout. Visit Manscaped.com. This Mostly Sober beer chug is for yuns. Cheers. Yeah. Well, Harv, I think it just might be your time to shine. All right. Today we're going to talk about Ooh. something you guys might have heard of before. What? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. It's aliens. Some very famous movie with a very famous redhead. 16 Candles. Tremors. Reba. Reba McIntyre. Nah. <laughs> I'll talk about Reba for like a solid six minutes. She's a single mom who works too hard. She loves her kids and never stops. I mean, it's crazy. She's just, she has the heart of a, of a survivor. Was it on ABC Family? Is that what I think so. <laughs> never watched that episode of that show. It's actually yeah, pretty decent. It ain't bad. I'm aware of it, but I never watched the episode. Hmm. It's like, who's the Like, boss? I just want to know, like, where did that lyric come from? Because is there single moms that work too hard who loves their kids and stops? They might. She's just like, you know what? I ain't doing the dishes today, yo. Fuck this. There's definitely single moms that don't work too hard and don't love their kids and do stop, though. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> definitely some of those. 100%. They just worried about that duck. <laughs> that duck. But we're not talking about Reba. Or this dick. Or dick. <laughs> Ooh. I'm out. <laughs> That's all I know is Reba. You lost me dick. on dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Count me out of this episode. I don't know. Talking about UFOs. Talking about aliens. Ooh. Extraterrestrials. I love it. Um, I got goosebumps. They're so hypnotizing. <laughs> Dude, there's been some... There, what really? You mean? I don't get it. E.T.? No. Katy Perry? Oh, come on, you're man. Oh, so oh, oh. hypnotizing. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Now. Infect me with your love. Tell me with your poison. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 oh damn. Oh damn. Okay. Um. Well, you know, I never. 
I always believed in aliens, obviously. Yeah, but you're almost that, arrogant not to, you know? Yes, exactly. It's crazy not to think as big as the universe is. But it wasn't until, like, the last year that I'm like, oh, shit, they actually, they probably have been here. They, there's been way too many things come out recently. Uh, it started uh, 2017. New York Times released... They, they wrote a story about this footage that was released by the Pentagon mm-hmm. of UFOs that Navy aircraft had had caught on radar on video, crazy shit. I it remember, was, I remember catching those like a little story on that. It was, yeah, it was, it, I, was, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. So, Department of Defense, uh, you know, they they said that that was legit, like that was all legit. They they even admitted that they have a. Uh, a program, Pentagon program, uh, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Whoa. A whole program into studying this this aerial phenomenon. They don't admit that they're off-world, mm. but they don't know what they are. And they know that from what they've seen of them, they're definitely well beyond any technology that we currently have. So they're, they're not ruling out that it could be potentially another country, but... It seems like it's probably not. It's probably oh, that's another yeah. planet. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, another race. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? I'm, I'm super concerned. Like, imagine. I mean, we've seen shit, Zach. <laughs> I've seen some shit, brother. Let me tell you. I've never seen anything with Harv, but we we've witnessed some shit before. On the mm. porch after recording an episode, while listening to the lore podcast and drinking a beer by a fire, on a Wednesday we were wild then. Yeah, I was letting your goddamn dog out and I seen something. Dude, you you sent me a Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yo, it was and it disappeared behind the clouds and came, came out, out on the other side on the other side of the cloud and it was like and he had it circled like <laughs> it was like a red fucking markup. On Snapchat, because it was like the only color you can choose at that time. And you're like, what, what the fuck is that? I was at the beach and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there's a fucking UFO in our backyard. <laughs> it was nuts. That one, though, with the noise, mm-hmm. shit was nuts. I believe it, man. I believe they come from a different planet. I believe there's shit out here from different planets. Oh, hell yeah. Stop around. Hang on. I don't necessarily think they're, they're from like our universe. Maybe not. Well, you mean galaxy? Or you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're yeah, from like uh, our fucking galaxy. system of planets. Yeah, our solar, solar system. system. Our solar system. Okay, yeah. that's that's much. Yeah, that's very. That's almost certainly. Not from, every planet not, is like what? What is this? It's a Mercurius, Sun, Plunto. Water planet. Um, Why? Yeah. You can. They didn't even have a name for that one. You can name it after my mom. Called Doris. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, bro, on those horns. Like, watch myself. <laughs> Who cares? Um, shit. That's all, guys. That's, <laughs> it. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Who cares? I um, I don't know, man. But. I like I never I never really thought it was a real thing, and now with all this shit that came out, I do. Uh, I I talked about uh, what's his name, the UFO guy, 
that worked on Area 51 shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Bob Lazar. Yes, Lazar. Bob Lazar. Lazar and, uh, Bob and Lazar. Flying, Sa- Flying, Flying Saucers. Uh, it's a really good documentary on Netflix. And I just watched this other one called The Phenomenon, which I, I had to pay like five bucks for it on Amazon. Amazon Prime or some shit. But it was really good. They did it in the wake of these these videos that came out from the Pentagon. Interesting. But <clears throat> it seems that, like, the UFO, like, big phenomenon, especially here in the U.S., didn't really occur until post-World War II. Huh. Really? Yeah. That's when it became, like, big news in newspapers. In uh, 1947, Mount Rainier, Washington, a pilot, Kenneth Arnold, saw what he said was a flying saucer. Um, the Air Force also showed uh, photographs to Arnold when they were questioning him, him about this, and he said they gave him these photos. His family says he had these photos, that they gave him these photos from from Air Force pictures of other saucers that the Air Force had seen. And he was like, yeah, same exact thing. Hmm. United Airlines pilot E.J. Smith uh, along with his crew, saw a fleet of nine saucers. Whoa. Within like a year of that happening, like late 40s. Despite, uh, like, there was uh, this giant spike in sightings all over the U.S. Yeah, well, when was uh, Roswell? Was that, what, 62? Roswell, New Mexico was 1947. 47. Oh, I was fucking years. So, the same time, same <laughs> year. Same year that, that, uh, Kenneth Arnold saw his. Do you think that the reportings kind of go hand in hand with the way that the press kind of increased at that period of time? This is what I think. This is what, the, like, this is my whole thing now with with UFOs and why I think they even began coming here. Now, maybe they, maybe the ancient, you know, Egyptians or something came yeah, across somebody. Who knows? Stonehenge but and shit. There was a giant spike in the late forties. Right after World War II. 1945, the U.S. drops two atomic bombs on mm. Japan. Also, the year before that, they start testing in New Mexico, of all places, where Roswell happens. Right. Um, I think... They're coming to check out what the hell was they that? They were like, this is a species on the brink of self-destruction. And we need to go check it out. Whoa. Talk them off the ledge, maybe. Maybe take advantage. Who knows? Whether it's uh, it could be a humanitarian mission, you know. For all we know, so they could be helping us. <clears throat> yes. Oh yeah, I'm I, cool with that. I'd be like, yo, what I don't up? know, man. It's still really scary as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no shit, dude. Like, I don't understand how you could be like, yo, I'm gonna walk right up to that thing and say, "What's up?" Would you? Mm. Right now, if one landed in your cornfield, <laughs> just landed there. And you saw saw like three of them walk out, and you were just chilling in your house by yourself. Would you walk out there? <sighs> Almost always, hell no. It's it, it, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I would I would like to think <coughs> that maybe I would, but I I I don't know that I could. That'd do be it like literally situation. the most terrifying thing I could think of. Depending on what they look like, I think for me would be the big factor. Like if it was like, okay, these these guys don't seem real hostile. I might go check them out. Yeah, but as soon as you walk out, they're gonna fucking vaporize you. Yeah, but or I mean, like stick probes up your butthole. I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's what they're gonna do. Or like plant a fucking chip in your neck or something. 
I'd be okay with that. Hey. <laughs> Look up this picture so we can see it. Okay. Photographic evidence, 1950. Evelyn and Paul Trent. You just do Paul Paul Trent, UFO, uh, Life Magazine. This, this one? Are you yes. Here? This was a picture taken in 1950 by Evelyn and Paul Trent. What the fuck is that? It wow. was put in Life Magazine. They took it on their farm. They never made any money on this photograph. That's insane. That's terrifying. Right? It's like right there. Military documents at the same at, at the time showed that the US military was taking this very seriously. As they should have. That looks fucking Not insane. Not just this photo, but all these events, airline pilots, US Navy pilots seeing them. Yeah, because there's people like working for the literally working for the government in airplanes like saying that they've seen this shit. You know, they're not going to make that up, bro. Like, imagine how hard it was. Imagine how much went under the rug before someone had the courage to say something without them thinking that the people they were telling think them that they were crazy. Yeah, well, just like saying back in, uh, I can't remember what year, back when like oh, there was no TV and you only had radio shows. Right. And then that channel broadcast a reading of War of the Worlds and people started killing themselves because they thought it was like the news. Real, yeah, yeah. They thought it was real, but... Because they missed the beginning of it where it was like, this is just a fucking, you know. A book. For, yeah, this is for your entertainment only. I mean, look, dude, it's on the, it's on the cover of, of newspapers. Farmer's camera captures moving a flying object. And it's as exactly as you would picture a flying fucking saucer to be. Imagine him, like, running to develop this photo. But like, oh, my God, God I hope I got it. I hope I got it. I hope I got it. Then he like develops. He's like, "Honey, I got it. Call time. <laughs> call life. Call life up. You gotta put this bitch in the mag. The magazines. Hmm. That's scary as hell. Humanitarian mission kind of makes sense, right? But what do you think? It. I mean, did they stop by any time prior to the World Wars? Almost uh, probably. I would I'd say. Yeah, I'd say it's just real hard. I mean, look how connected we are now. Imagine how it was then, even prior to World War II, you know, mm-hmm. like there's very little connection between the world. Like all you had was fucking letters. Oh, yeah. That, that, like, that globalized the, the planet, the, the World War One and Two back to back. Yeah. Right. Um, so that made that made stories like these way easier to surface. So like, listen, like it's crazy because in, in our in our lifetime growing up, you hear UFO stories. Anyone who claims them. Anyone, whether they're pilots or airline pilots or, or, or fighter pilots, they were just mocked. They're not believed whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. They always were. Like, what a fucking loser said there was something flying in the sky but that wasn't at, a bird. But at this time, people were taking it serious. 1951, astronaut Gordon Cooper saw and pursued a, a flying saucer, as he described it. Balls um, on that guy. He also says <laughs> there was UFO footage captured at Edwards Air Force Base and was covered up. He said he had the footage, saw the footage. It was taken by the government. It's on tape saying this. They said, did you ever see it again? He said, no. How would I ever see it again? They took it. It's gone. Wow. Imagine how many other people this happened to. Oh, millions, probably. I would imagine. 
I mean, a lot of people trying to like cover things up, put it on the rug a little bit. Um, pe- yeah, because it would throw the public into such a goddamn panic. frenzy. A frenzy, dude. It would be insane. Well, like that was the other thing at the time. Most people were. They, everyone was drawn into this. Everyone was looking into it. It was a newspapers all across the country, and people were intrigued. But most people just thought, you know, the the technological leap that was made during the war. That's what happens during wars, dude. You you, you got to make shit. Yeah. You got to you got to fight to survive. The nuke was made. I mean, nuclear fission happened out of nothing. Nothing anyone ever made was then like Chernobyl. That. The, the, what the, the fuck t- was his name? Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, shit, I'm not blanking on his first A. T. name. A.T. Oppenheimer, something like that. No, it's a John. Su- super. No, it's a super German name. But God damn it. Um. Oppenheimer, OPP. OPP. You know me. <laughs> wonder what the, wonder what the fuck he was. J. Robert Oppenheimer. J. Robert Oppenheimer. Wonder what. It... Yeah, he fought Thanos in uh, Epic Rap Battle. <laughs> Did he win? I think so. But um, like the, like the leap that was made. So people just basically thought these flying saucers. At some point, the government was going to come out and say, "Yeah, this is our new technology, top secret stuff." Never did. No, because it wasn't. Um, <clears throat> so people just kind of thought, okay, these things are crazy. What's our government up to? That's pretty much it. Wasn't the big excuse fucking like weather balloons or some shit? That was the big excuse in um, Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. Weather balloons. And clearly off of the... No, the motherfucker had like pieces of metal in his hand. It wasn't no balloon. And then Bob Lazar. Okay, I'll tell you about Roswell right now. This was the Roswell thing. <clears throat> Roswell happened in 1947. Um, a farmers that, farmer there said that they heard a crash during a lightning storm. They went out there. All this metal and shit was strewn across the ground. Uh, Chief Intel Officer Major... Jesse Marcel and Colonel Thomas DeBose were investigated it. These guys were top-ranking fucking dudes at a nearby Air Force base. They went out and looked at it. The one dude, this is all on, on film. I saw these guys talk about it. One dude said he found a metal that was as thin as the tinfoil in a pack of cigarettes. He said it was about three foot by five foot piece of metal. He said you couldn't bend it a degree. Wow. That's not like fucking vibranium. Um, the parts were transported to Fort Worth Army Airfield. Uh, these guys were ordered to keep silent by Brigadier General Ramey or some shit. But like, this is all like these guys are on camera talking about how they saw this. They were told this was a weather balloon, and this dude was like, "This ain't no fucking." I'm weather. familiar with every piece of aviation equipment this the U.S. No Navy and Air Force used. This isn't a. This was not a weather balloon, <laughs> but that's what they were. He said they were told to say it was a weather balloon. They knelt down and took pictures next to a weather balloon, just to cover it up. To cover it all. So what did they end up taking a weather balloon out there, destroying it, or did they destroy one prior to just lay it down? Like they, yeah, they just brought it in for a photo op. That's wild, man. That's because like they knew shit. Obviously. Oh fuck yeah! 
but they didn't know. They still don't know, which is crazy. Like even I, I mean, I don't know, man. They might know. later. And Bill Clinton like ran his campaign in the nineties. He wanted to find out about this shit. They did a reinvestigation of the whole thing, and they I kind of remember that they came back with the, they, yeah, it was just weather balloons. They said it was they had some other lame excuse on top of it that it was like some like U.S. Air Force uh, testing thing with weather balloon spy weather balloons with cameras on them or some shit. Yeah. Well, then why haven't we seen one since? Why haven't like, we seen what since? Like, like one weather crashed. balloon like that. Just because it's not Apparently, one. Because it was just a, an experimental thing that they were yeah, doing. Yeah, and obviously it didn't work as a crash. Apparently, yeah. Uh, so that brings us up to, sort of up to date. I will go back with different stories, different fourth kind, and third and fourth kind encounters. But uh, <clears throat> 2004, this was the, uh, the footage released by the uh, New York Times, by the Pentagon now. Uh, two airmen investigate a object on the radar they don't know what it is hmm. they describe it you can see it on film it is it looks like a tic tac it's like the shape of a tic tac it's all white looks like smooth surfaces no windows or nothing. no wings nothing i mean it's from a distance so you okay. couldn't tell if there's windows um they said that they looped around it keeping an eye on it and then they decided to just go straight for it you know it wasn't moving they said it was kind of just rotating in in space without any propulsion or anything just turning whichever way it needed to almost looking like it was angling at them they said they kept trying to get locks on it and every time they would their computer would scramble like there is like defense systems from other fighter jets that will scramble yeah. won't allow you to lock he said and that kept just happening as soon as he would try to lock for one second it would it wouldn't allow him to lock so they go at it and he says it just accelerates so fast you couldn't even tell which direction it went just gone nothing he'd ever seen accelerated that fast and then they get a call on the radio that it went exactly back to their previous cat point which is where they were told to go to go investigate it. Exactly where their point on their radar was to go to. That's where it showed up. So it knew exactly where it was going. Apparently had tapped into their systems and knew exactly where they were supposed to go and was letting them know. Wow. Yeah. And this is from the 2017 release? This was in 2004, 2004. but it was when the the video was released in 2017. Okay. Oh, Oh, okay. I get it. Um... They scramble more jets, try to pursue it. I mean, you weren't. Never got just, close. Yeah, just, just, just could just move. Astronomically yeah. fast. They said it displayed, a guy in the military said, displayed dominant battle space awareness. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Zach Shaw. Senator Harry Reid has said on record, UFOs have interfered with us, with U.S., U.S.'s most sensitive weapons. Um, says most UFO evidence in government government possession has never been revealed. There's a lot we haven't seen. Oh hell yeah, there was a lot we but haven't. But that's just seen. what he's seen. Because right. even like Clinton was like, "Yeah, listen, I even as president, there was shit I couldn't see." That's weird. Yeah. Who's above that? Like, 
You know what I mean? Who's in control of that shit? If if the president can't access that shit, there's who like, can? An elite group of people. We have no idea who the fuck they are. It's the fucking men in black, dog. <laughs> Uh, Galaxy. Well, I know. Think you think the president's in, fr- in charge of them? No, no, <laughs> no not the men in black. I, I, I know you're like get, we need to get Will like Smith on a show. A joke about this, but that's like probably that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, it's a possibility, it, right? It might be, dude. It gotta yeah. be. It gotta be true. Because uh, like uh, some of the podcasts I listen to, people like talk about these guys. Like they do exist, which is nuts to even think about. Yeah, like seeing shit, and then you get fucking two SUVs. Somebody up to your yeah, house. some unmarked cars roll Dude, up. What if they roll up right now? <laughs> you guys what, are talking too much. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you want a beer and tell us about aliens. Guess <laughs> it out. And then they flash mic. the fucking thing at us, and I don't. <laughs> what were we talking? I don't about? remember anything past fourth grade. <laughs> 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 I get the fucking rookie to fucking flash me. <laughs> yeah. Zach used to be real good at grammar. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened. <laughs> Gotta learn phonics all over. Zach goes back to his house. He's like, why is all this Minnesota Wild shit in here? I'm a Penguins fan. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. I know. I know. It's in in your bones. (laughs) Dude. It's gotta be. It's gotta be like... It's gotta be like this weird... It's gotta be Men in Black, dude. Something similar to that. Right? Like that... Which is nuts. There's like a whole nother level of hierarchy. That we don't even fucking know about. Yeah. Whoa. Let's take a beer chug on that one. Well, before that, like, as you know, I've been listening to Sasquatch Chronicles for, like, ever, ever almost every day. And uh, there was a fucking story that uh, I can't re- remember exactly what it was. But, like, the men in black came to this person's house, like, sat down. And you know, the people offered them water, whatever. And they'd say, yeah, but they would never drink it. Yeah. And they'd just like ask them like a whole shit ton of questions and then just bounce. That's it. Yeah. Like they'd go get something or something or say, yeah, I'll have a bite to eat or like whatever. And they'll, they'll go get it and they'll be gone. No sign of the cars, nothing. Oh, they disappear when they went and got them whatever it was they wanted. Yeah. Wanted. Yeah. That's, that's weird. And this Just is to get them like out of the room, so they, so they can, can bounce. Yeah, hmm. shit's wild. Like I'd like 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 to look into that one day. Like the Men in Black stories. It's got to be some. It's got to be like. I mean, they're probably in Suburbans or Tahoes. They got to be. Uh yeah, got to be all tinted out. Escalades. Mm-hmm. They ain't on no government list. They straight don't exist. No names. No, <laughs> no fingerprints. fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> I love inside jokes. You don't know. I love to be the part song. of the song. I don't know the song. Oh my god! The Men in Black song. Come on, dude. You ain't never seen the movie. I seen the movie. I'm sorry. I don't fucking follow Will Smith's fucking rapping career. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, you know it was him at least. Yeah, he's the only one dumb enough that would do a song like that, dude. It blew up. At least it ain't fucking LL Cool J singing about like a shark is like a or his hat is like a shark's fan. <laughs> my hat is like a shark's fan. <laughs> All right, let's bring us most of a beer chug in for our good folks. Oh. I forgot we we're doing a beer chug. Oh, that's, that's, I'm sorry. 
you know, filtered in there, you know? Yeah, Beer chug on our homeboys. Gamer Advantage, the number one blue light blocking glasses on the market. Get yourself a pair. They're lightweight. They're comfortable. They're great underneath your headphones. No pressure on your head. And it takes away your headaches and eye strain from staring at blue lights that are caused by the screens that we look at all day long, including your cell phone. Grab yourself a pair of these glasses, prescription, non-prescription glasses. And you also get an awesome magnetic sunglasses clip that is polarized. Save 10% by using coupon code MOSTLYSOBER at checkout. Visit GamerAdvantage.com. This mostly sober beer chug is for yuns. Cheers. Oh, man. It's an interesting... I love this topic. Okay, so I'm going to go back in time because I skipped some shit. Rewind. Be kind. So back in the 50s, Pan American pilots reported seeing six red glowing saucers flying at 12,000 12, miles per hour and maneuvering at nine degree angles. How, how would you know? even be able to like, degree angles? track that if it was moving that fast? I don't know. How far? Does, how fast is a fucking... Probably like 220. What? A fighter jet? No, I'd give it at least maybe four. A fighter jet? Yeah, but not 12,000. 1950s fighter jet, dude? I find that. No, no, no. This isn't a fighter jet. This is a commercial airliner. Okay. Well, just for the record. Oh, Oh, wow. Why is it in kilometers? 1950s fighter jet is... That one only goes six miles an hour. <laughs> oh, that's Wilbur, right? That's 1903. Man, what the fuck here? It ain't going 12,000, though. Um, why is this so difficult to find? Okay, so 747 is... 825 miles per hour. And that's just, you know, recent. So take that back a few years. Probably what? Like, like 400. Okay, let's say probably No way, dude. You don't think? Airline travel has not improved in speed very, at all. So like, you think it's still like, like really? 825? No, no. You still think it's 825, though? Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I mean, like, it's you, might, be less. you might be it's like 100 be max. Like, it, it's, not, it's not that much. 825 miles an hour? A commercial airliner? Yeah, right now. The 747. Dude. Yeah, probably probably the same thing. Back then? In the 50s? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at the... It's the same exact plane, basically. Ain't no, it ain't propeller planes or some shit. It's still a turbine <laughs> engine. Yeah. I guess you're right, dude. It ain't the, like, okay. <laughs> fucking you're out there pumping fucking the yeah. pump. It's like a two-stroke. <laughs> but anyways, Put the choke on! <laughs> so, um... The... Air Force opens up an investigation arm called called Project Blue Book in 1952. I've heard of that. Yeah. I have not. If you look into any, like, UFO shit, you'll hear Project Blue Book. It was a real thing. It existed for 18 years, 17 years, Hmm. until they closed it down. Um, And even, like, when they closed it down, like, that dude supposedly, like, told people, like... Shit's real. No, no, just, like... 
I, I was told to come here and say there's nothing going on. We need to shut it down, basically. Like that dude was just to put the axe to the program. But okay, here we're getting into some cool encounters and shit. Australia, April 1966. The Westall School. Hundreds of students saw a flying saucer hovering over a power line, landing, lifting back up, turning upright, and then in an instant, shooting out of sight. Police and Air Force responded. Police, Army, and Air Force all responded to the scene. What year was this? 1966, Australia. The wow. West, the West All School. Hundreds of kids. They were on this documentary grown adults now talking about seeing it about exactly what happened is this the one you bought bought on amazon it's on the phenomenon okay. yeah um <clears throat> students and faculty were threatened to keep quiet one faculty <laughs> member was told like you talk about this like you know it's a shame we're gonna have to let the school know you've been drinking too much like just like random shit like tell them they're, they're gonna lose their job and shit like that keep your mouth shut yeah uh, there was a, a, a picture of a UFO. You could look this up. This was in Balwyn, B-A-L-W-Y-N, Australia. It was four days after the events of Westall School. The Polaroid. Is it this one? Yeah. It's the one uh, right in the middle. Yep. This? Yep. This is really interesting looking. Looks like a titty. I know it's a weird looking. I thought that when I saw it too. It's almost like a almost like a like a zeppelin almost. On oh, no, a Polaroid. Think about that. A yeah. zeppelin? It almost looks like a zeppelin. Yeah. No way. Like that big white thing above it, and then the bottom piece where dog. It's like a saucer that's on its side. Yeah, it's like oh. a you're looking at it the wrong way. Okay, yeah, I guess so. It looks like a, it looks like a mushroom that's turned. Yeah. With the top facing the left. Okay, that's fair. I was looking at it the wrong way. Clearly. <laughs> My bad. So what are these ones, like, interpretations of it, like, in color? Yeah. People oh. can colorize shit now. It's nuts. All right. Uh, Leveland, Texas, November 2nd, 1957. Several sightings, including the sheriff... It caused electronics to shut off and cars to go dead. 24 hours later, another sighting in White Sands, New Mexico. Location of the first nuclear bomb test. Ha. Coming back to what you said earlier. They were described as glowing egg-shaped. They landed and then took off. Three military police officers witnessed this. So these are like reputable people that are able to tell stories. Yeah, and about this was shit. like a time when it wasn't, it didn't have this, this mass. No, just eyes like on it. just this bad, you know, persona that came with with seeing UFOs. These are people. You know? the, the people are thinking that these are like other countries with more advanced aircraft. I mean, they're even thinking maybe it's aliens, but it just didn't come with that stigma mm-hmm. you know what i mean of being like a crazy person or something because you saw this shit 
Right. Um, Socorro, New Mexico, April 24th, 1964. Close encounter. Officer Lonnie Zamora came across a UFO that was landed off the side of a highway. He said they were very... He saw the aliens outside the spacecraft, so they were very small, like a child size. Like the green space penguins. Like the green space penguins. <laughs> <laughs> he said... He said they they seem to have seen him got into the into the craft. Um, it took off, leaving the ground smoldering. Uh, so like the Bifrost kind of like that's what I'd think smoldering would be. You like. think it, there may be like the word? It was the word just. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like. How you know how when he like leaves sometimes there's that fucking like imprint and like it's like smoking and shit. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Maybe. Well, they said it said uh, that there was this was like a legit like police investigation. Like there's like crime scene photos and shit. Like um, where was this at again? This was Socorro, S O C O R R O, S O C O R R O, New Mexico. Might have put that. Oh no. Um. They said the ground was smoldering, landing gear imprints, two small sets of footprints. What? This was also investigated by both the FBI and Project Blue Book. Alien footprints? It's That's weird. No, like, I've never heard of alien footprints. It's like, weird to think, like, looking... I don't think they were saying they were alien footprints. They were saying there were small footprints around this... This... Craft. Yeah, I but I mean, come on, come on. Yeah, so come I mean, on. yeah, right. But if you, I mean, if you look at this, the way that they portrayed this craft to look, it almost just looks just like the one that we saw in Love, uh, Level in Texas. That was sideways. I don't think so. I think this is more of like what that pilot that pilot was describing that jumped to the tic tac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy didn't really describe the craft like that. I mean, these are just renderings. I, I didn't hear right, Bonnie's right. description of the craft. But this dude was like a very private guy. He actually left the police force not long after that because he said he didn't like all the attention he was bringing to it. But he didn't talk about this shit afterward. His wife said she didn't even mention it to him for like four days until like she saw like things in the paper about him and stuff. Wow. Said he was like really fucked him up. Um, okay. UFO intrusions at nuclear weapon sites. Maelstrom Air Force Base, Montana, 1966. UFO came in, beamed a light straight down into the nuclear silo. Eight days later, another sighting. Um, ten missiles at that launch site failed, brought up fault, fault signals. They couldn't fire. That light, dude. They went offline. Uh, numerous military personnel witnessed this. At Ellsworth... Air Force Base in South Dakota, a similar thing happened. Um, at RAF Brentwaters Base in England, the largest nuke storage depot in Europe, a UFO landed and then disappeared, returned two days later. Two different two UFOs shined lights into silos at that Air Force Base. Same they problem. were also described as glowing orange and red. That keeps coming up all the time, glowing orange and red, which triggered me right away. I thought about Bob Lazar talking about 
UFO technology they had in, in Area 51. He said, they have these things on them, and they're... They always say that they don't have any propulsion. Yeah, they just... You know what I mean? There's no wings, there's no motors that you can see. There's no exhaust coming out the back. They just completely defy gravity. He said they're matter displacement devices. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. open up ma- space in matter for you to... Like suction through. Suction almost. through, like a vacuum. He said the way that they work... He said you'll see them glow red in our atmosphere because we have a gaseous atmosphere. If you put too much energy into a gas molecule, then it releases photons, which cause it to glow red. Uh-huh. He said if you, the UFOs that he saw at Area 51, when they travel in our atmosphere, they glow. That's wild. <laughs> Dude. Do you think, like, I don't know, every time I ever think of, like, a light coming out of a UFO, I always think of, like, a white light, you know, like, mm-hmm. shining down just normal light. But so far, you're two for two on orange and red in these missile silos. Well, the Pan-American pilots that said the same thing. They said it was six six saucers glowing orange. Um, then in the in the late 80s, it's too calm. The, the USSR collapsed. So we, for the first time since the end of World War II, started speaking to the Russians again and sharing information. They, they had some shit. said the same exact fucking thing was happening in the USSR, which was the only other nuclear power on the planet. Oh, That shit. UFOs were showing up at the launch sites, shining, shooting beams of light down into their silos. At one of what? At one of their nuclear launch sites... It started a launch sequence in which a nuclear missile was about to launch in 15 seconds, and they had to manually abort it before it happened. Whoa. So, okay, U.S. and the USSR at that time were the powerhouses of, I guess, just holding power as far as— They're the only two nuclear powers in the world. There you go. There couldn't have been another country— that had something that was able to go over there and just shut shit no. down without us knowing about it. No, no, no. Like, and the fact that we're thinking perhaps it's the Them. USSR, right? And they're thinking probably the same thing. Perhaps it's the U.S. coming over here to, to fuck shit up, right? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And now we're like, wait a minute. That happened to you too? Yeah, now they figure out, oh, it was fucking Prometheus and Bob <laughs> hanging out and destroying our shit. <laughs> Prometheus and Bob. Dude, that's nuts. That's nuts to think about. Can you imagine being in that meeting? No. No. I, I can't. Like, yeah, man. We had that shit happen, too. Yo, how long till uh, Kaprizov was born? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this way. Yeah. Uh, a couple years. 40. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years. All right. So this, this is the last two things I got. Two... Close Encounters. Papua New Guinea. Yo. Can we do a, can we do a beer chug, though? Before, yeah. like... Papua New Guinea has some of the fucking strangest stories coming out of there. It's, like, only 5% or something like that populated. Is it that the, weird island? And the rest is jungle. Like, yeah, there's yeah. so weird, much that weird island, shit. Right? Like, fuck yeah. There's so much shit that there's, like, so many stories coming from there. Like, we talked about it before, lightly. 
fucking there's like sightings of there's fucking dinosaurs still there. Uh, there's uh, you know your wild man fucking all these different creatures that you know extinct. We'll get and uh, maybe I'll look into that for some other episode down the line. But I'm but I mean New Guinea is a fucking crazy place. I want to know a little bit more about it actually. But so, let's do a beer chug before Harv gets into these close encounters. Because I don't want to skip out on our homeboys over at Canadips. Visit www.canadips.com. Grab yourself some awesome flavored CBD pouches. Chill you out, mellow you down while you're working throughout the day. 15 milligrams of CBD in each pouch. I personally use two. I love them a lot. And my favorite flavor is the Tangy Tropical Citrus. You can get yourself a can and save 15% on your order by using coupon code mostly sober at checkout hats off to our friends over at Canadips. this mostly sober beer chug is for yes cheers ladies and gentlemen Man, it's a good one. Let's hear about these close encounters. All right, Papua New Guinea, June 1959. Where is this located again? Um, Papua New Guinea. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, where, where is that? Central America, uh, off the coast of maybe like South America. That sounds yeah. right. Um, an Australian <laughs> missionary. But it's located in Papua New Guinea, just so you know. Thir- and 38 others. <laughs> See a UFO hovering silently above them. They said that was, I think he said it was approximately, I I didn't write it down. I think he said it was approximately 80 feet, which isn't crazy high. No, no. Um, Said it was hovering above them. You said you could clearly see four occupants within the spacecraft. Spacecraft. So they're wearing body suits. Full hmm. black body suits, and they waved at them. They waved at the UFO, and the occupants waved back. And they said they sat there and did different things, waving at them and just watching this this aircraft for like four hours. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Just hovered there. They everyone's just like this crazy experience. You gonna come down? Is to watch. They just sat out there and looked at them, and they looked back and waved and gestured to one another like this crazy experiment experience. And and then, um, they just fucking like like everybody else had just gone zipped the fuck out of sight. Uh, New Guinea is off the coast of Australia. Oh, oh okay. Whoa, that's close to the. Was it the very first? Was it the very first fucking encounter with a red and orange light? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. But that was uh, where the grade school was. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That that's was it. Yeah. Now, this one's the best fucking one. Okay. <laughs> best for last. <laughs> I love it. And it's not even that long ago. This one's fucking crazy. Okay. The dude that made this documentary, the, the Phenomenon documentary. On the Amazon one. He said that when he was making it, Somebody from Steven Spielberg's circle reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, Steven knows you're making a UFO documentary. You need to look into this 
called him Steven. This event that happened at this grade school in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has grade schools? <laughs> I thought Oprah went down there to build them all. I think Zimbabwe is a really nice place, actually. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, I think it's a really I nice just remember it from, like, Cabela's Dangerous Hunts as being, like... Desolate. Shitty. <laughs> Cabela's favorite That's hunts. just the hunting ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, Steven Spielberg was like, you know, he's like, I never talked to Steven Spielberg or anything, but apparently Steven Spielberg heard I was doing this and was like, hey, you really need... And Steven Spielberg was really into aliens. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Um, this UFO showed came up at, at this school. It's called Aerial School in Zimbabwe. Hundreds of people saw it. Mm. It hovered and then landed near the playground. All these kids, 64 children, testify to this. And, like, they're grown-ups in this documentary talking about this event. It's fucking nuts. I want to get it. They said the ship had many lights, lands on the edge of the playground. No one described, at least not in the documentary, this thing getting out of the ship. But they said just like suddenly this alien's next to the ship. And they de- the kids described him as a sixth grader. And these were younger than sixth grade kids. So not a very big ki- big alien. Yeah, right. It's kind of like the ones over in where were we at? New Mexico. Yeah. They said they were like meaty you away from it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. But listen, uh-uh. all of them said the same thing. All of them. All of them at the time. Like this was a heavily investigated thing. Like the army showed up and shit. Like this was not lightly some, yeah. dusted over. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. And like some big uh, psychologist, like some big college psychologist professor from the U.S. like went there, interviewed all these kids, talked about their experience. And all of them described the same thing. They, they see this alien right in front of them, describe the same exact thing as the people in Papua New Guinea, bodysuit, but very small. That's what the same thing, the officer in, in uh, New Mexico said the same thing, bodysuits, full bodysuits. And the same as what you saw in the, the four that was waving back yeah, to the folks. in the Papua New Guinea. And uh, they said that it stood there and they said none of them were scared at all. The kids. Not none of them. I would have just had shit everywhere. <laughs> they said that like none of them could describe it, but they said that basically that this thing was communicating with them telepathically. Oh, Hondo P, bro. And oh. mo- all like there's videos of these kids as this this psychologist is interviewing him, talking about like well, what did you feel? What do you think now? They're like, he wanted us to know that we're we're hurting we're hurting our planet, that we're we're doing bad things, and that we we need to be better. You know, like like they all had this revelation as like fucking grade school kids. These are the same people that are right now cleaning up the ocean in their free time. I think it was I, I like again. I still think it's more along the nuclear bomb lines. Yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Especially after World War II, all this shit starts surfacing. Like, what is that dude thinking, like, before he comes down here? He's talking to, like, his buddy. It's like, yo, I'm going to go tell these motherfuckers, quit it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, why do they care in the first place? Is there, Dude, is there something they're benefiting off of uh, from maybe, our planet? Maybe well, we are a relation of some sort. And maybe we're a test experiment that G- we were placed on this Jersey planet. Jersey Contact? No. No. So, good movie. Jodie Foster, the main character, like, I don't know, like mid-90s. But it was a Carl Sagan book. And Carl Sagan was like the head of NASA's space program. And the, I don't think he was the head of NASA's space program, but he was the most well-known, like, astrologer in the world. Okay. Astronomer. Astronomer. I don't know astrology. Astrology is terrible. But <laughs> um, he uh, he wrote this book, Contact. It was really good. I, I read it a while ago. But it was uh, like the basis of the book is he started he started the program SETI in real life. SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. It's all these mega telescopes and shit. You've seen all the apocalyptic oh, yeah. movies and shit. It's these mega telescopes, and what they're doing is looking for Earth-like planets, and they're and there's these giant satellite dishes that listen to spots in the cosmos and try to pick up radio waves to just see if there's life out there. Right. That's all it's about. But in the book, SETI's a real thing also, and this girl Jodie Foster's character, like they end up coming across aliens, and she actually gets in this thing that is supposed to like send her to them. It's not like a, it's like a weird spaceship thing. Anyways, the whole thing is she goes and sees them and they present to her as like her dead father or whatever, because they like are showing themselves in a form that she would understand. What they tell her is like, there's a galactic federation for lack of better words, but like there's, there's a union of us out here and we're watching you guys and you know, you're not ready yet. But you need to stay on the right path. And, and, you know, someday when you're advanced enough, you know, we're out here. Like, we're contacted. It's called contact because we've advanced to the point where they're going, hey, you know, you, you're doing you, good. You're, you're, you're moving forward. You're on the right track. You know, someday, you know, you could be a part of this intergalactic thing. You think it's going to happen? I don't know that any of it's true, but. Uh, I'm starting to really think that they've 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 been here. I don't know if that's <laughs> that that's the reason they've been here or anything, but it seems legit based legit. off of the evidence you provided us. Shit really started hitting a fan. We started blowing each blowing each other up to the point of we can like mass extinct our whole fucking dog. If you ever country. like, there's like YouTube videos you could watch and it just shows a map of the planet. And like the the year in the corner, and it's like as the years tick tick up and explosions happen on the planet, and it's all the nuclear bombs that have been set off. But only two have ever been set off in actual warfare. But you're talking about like well over a thousand have been set off for testing purposes. Well over. What, they're all like in the deserts and the oceans. desert and the ocean. Yeah, they're gonna wake up Godzilla or fucking a whole other species of people. That's wild. But just for like context, like people that don't think that aliens is a possibility, I always keep this shit. Uh, 
in our galaxy and the Milky Way. You know, our solar system is around our sun. There are over 200 billion stars in our galaxy. There's 200 billion possible solar systems in our galaxy. Now, there's over 2 trillion galaxies in the known universe. Yeah, to think you're like the only fucking intelligent life out there is ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think that. And from what we can tell, there's 20 billion Earth-like planets just in our galaxy in the Milky Way. 20 billion potentially inhabitable by our standards, standards of life. Which who knows, right? Just with these, with, with these just, folks could be living, living. Yeah, by. yeah, yeah. They might not even be a carbon-based life form. Right. Now, do you think that uh, anyone from Earth would be able to, you know, go explore there at some point? Well, the closest known planet with water on it. It's Mars, right? Well, there's been water found on Mars. It's not like there's water on it. You know what I mean? There's, it was there, there one there's, time. You could find ice on, on Mars and things like that. But the closest known planet, water planet in a inha- in, in an inhabited in in the Goldilocks zone of a, of a sun in which carbon-based life can exist is like 10 light years away. So you'd have to figure out light speed before you could ever visit pretty much anything that we know of could inhabit life. Which is a feat in its own. Which, like, you could inhabit life in other ways, but life probably couldn't potentially grow on that planet. You know what I mean? Like, we could live on Mars. Right. With with technology we've developed on here. Earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I love this shit. I love this shit. This is my favorite month of the year. Mainly because of these Wednesdays. That's it. That's all I got. But watch that fucking doc. The phenomenon's really good. The phenomenon on Amazon. What, five bucks, you say? I think it was five bucks. Whatever. Be worth ten. It was worth it. It was very good. I'd like to check it out. It was fucking freaky, dude. Hmm. Lots of good stories today. It made me not feel like freaked out by aliens though a little bit. Because yeah, I've always been really scared of aliens and it was kind of just like oh, eye opening. This makes a lot of sense. These guys might be but here. But the for thing good. is, if they're gonna come here, they gotta be a lot fucking smarter than us. For sure. Yeah, because we so can't go to they're them. gonna have that one like named Terry in the back. I'm gonna blow this shit up. <laughs> Shut up, Terry. Put him reverse, Terry. <laughs> Man. He's the one anal probing people. Yeah. What yeah, you do? Put the anal probe down, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, he's the alien that goes into people's houses and just starts slapping titties around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? I don't know. My titties got slapped. Man. Solid fucking episode this week. We didn't go too long, did we? No, huh? An hour and 11 minutes. There was something I seen like a long time ago. I don't know if it was on a documentary or like a movie or something. And it always freaks me out. It was about, like, somebody getting abducted and, like, seeing the light from their windows. And then all of a sudden, like, the doorknob to their bedroom started, like, moving. 
rattle them. And that shit fucking scares the hell out of me. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, no shit. Fuck that. I it's um, just if it looks a little couple of sixth grade kids just land on my yeah sixth grade <laughs> black and get out kids. and get out and they're just like ah oh, you're 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 hurting the planet yeah like, all right, right cuz and then they they're dressed in like eighties clothes it's like can we use your telephone you want a yingling <laughs> come on over we got nobody, nobody got my joke I, I'm sorry I was thinking about yingling. his joke <laughs> my joke okay that's good <laughs> that's good. I'm looking forward to the next episode, too. I don't know what Harv's going to bring to the table, but I'm happy to get... I'm happy to get to talk about UFOs and aliens again because this shit hits home all the time. I love it. Especially since a few of our encounters that we've had. One. Two. Two. That one know. counted. You don't think? We think it was a it's fucking like a, drone. Some fucking strong man threw a Frisbee real far. Yeah. <laughs> 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 through the clouds. <laughs> Who knows, man? It was fucking Mjolnir flying through. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Anything else? You guys want to summarize something? Got anything left for the folks before we tune out on this episode? No. Episode 177 coming at you guys. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode of Ominous October. I'm we'll see him. Yeah, we'll fucking see him. 